Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe, and you are watching Shooting Shit. Yes. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 36 <laughs> of Shooting Shit. We have the premier Joey K up there with the his <laughs> shirtless, sleeveless glory. You've got fuck the sleeves. Fuck sleeves. That's a quote. We're going to put that on a sleeveless shirt for him. We've got DDJ with the I'm too cool for school. I wear sunglasses at night crew. I came here to do two things. I came here to talk, talk wrestling and chew bubble gum. And you're all out of bubble gum? Yep. Wow. That's wow. how we're I, doing this, guys. This is episode 36. I quit. I quit. Joey K quits. <laughs> this is a little bit of everything going yes. on now. You know what it is. Shooting shit starts now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, of course, as always, we want to make a big thank you and shout out to the Johners Podcast Network for letting us do this week in and week out for you guys. Episode 36. This is like the fifth time that we've had this new entrance, this new look to the shooting gallery. And every time I see the new intro and I see DDJ, the only thing I could hear is like an over-the-top goofy, hi guys, hi. All I hear is <laughs> Sloth from the Goonies. Hey, you guys. And all I think about when I see Giovanni on there is the, 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 the truffle shuffle. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Please don't take your shirt off. <laughs> I will. I'll give you a full-on truffle right now if it'll make Not Joey again. K quit. Not, Not again. again. Whatever. You know what, guys? While we're on the mode of people quitting, Sasha Banks <laughs> and Naomi. That's a segue. That's a segue. <laughs> so apparently they felt like they were being disrespected again. Um, they put their belts on the desk, took their balls, and went home. What do y'all think? So, it, 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 I've been thinking about this, and I kind of th- got a little bit of a perspective from uh, each, uh, you know, each side here. First, I'm going to start out with the talent. You know, I what it seems like is going on, and what the the core issue to all this is. How the fact that it seems like, you know, they're not doing anything with the, you know, creatives not doing anything with these women's tag team titles, um, which they really, for the most part, haven't done anything with them since they've created them. So, you know, almost like, what's the point? But, um, you know, I mean, the, the story, the gist of the story was there was supposed to be a six pack women's uh, women's match with the winner 
going on to face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title at Hell in a Cell. Uh, Naomi was supposed to, to win. Rumors were that she was supposed to pin Sasha, that there's that's being disputed. Um, but, you know, and essentially what else was going to happen was Sasha was going to go on to challenge, you know, Ronda Rousey at Hell in a Cell. So you're going to have your women's tag team champions and individual action uh, challenging for, you know, the respective women's uh, singles championships. Both, you know, we're supposed to lose, you know, and it's like, what's the point? So, you know, clearly they disagreed with this, you know, and like I said, they took their ball and went home. Um, you know, and I mean, they're standing up for their characters, you know, they're standing, you know, they're trying to, you know, make these titles mean something. I get it. But at the same time, just like, uh, you know, Jovan has, just like Joey has, you know, like, so it's like I have when I'm not, you know, off work due to a torn ACL. We all have jobs. You know, we may go into work one day and we may be told we have to do something that we don't like, we don't want to do, you know, but if, and, but the thing is, is we don't have the choice just to walk out because if we walk out, we lose our job. We get fired. We don't have that safety net that some of these performers do. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing, you know, when you're, you, you know, you sign a contract, you knew what you're getting yourself into. Sometimes, you know, you got to do things that you don't necessarily agree with or don't want to do or don't like whatever, but you still got to do them because it's your job. Choppy, choppy, PP, Joey K, what do you got? You know, I'm actually going to piggyback this. There's two, there's two ways to look at it. Number one. Fuck all you fans that support the WWE's women's division because that division is fucking garbage. That's not the talent because they're pretty fucking great. Most of the women on that roster are really fucking good wrestlers, but the WWE fucking sucks. They pander and cater to the fucking masses of saying, oh, look, we support women. We support the women's division. They introduce women's tag team titles that don't mean fucking dick. Okay, they never have. They never will. Those titles are fucking worthless. All right. And then to set up to have basically. Here's the thing. There are four women in the WWE women's division that are. Like, I don't know, fucking top tier. Bianca, Becky, Charlotte, Rhonda. That's it. Those four are it because that's all they give a fuck about. Everyone else is fodder. So on and one Charlotte's side, out right now. now. Yeah, so. and Charlotte's out right now. But as soon as she walks right back in the fucking door, she's going to be back in the top fucking echelon again in a main event program for whatever fucking title she wants. Now, do they earn those spots? Yeah, they're great workers. They all can go. They all can work in the ring. They all can get over. It doesn't fucking matter. But the problem I have is every other woman on that roster is fucking fodder for them. That's it. No, And it, like the WWE doesn't give a flying fuck. So you put Sasha and you put Naomi in a terrible fucking spot. They're the tag team champs that don't fucking mean anything, that don't do anything, and they're just fucking fodder to go out there and drop matches. That's it. So part of me says, yeah, props to them for being like, yo, fuck this place. I'm tired of this shit. We're not even going to get on. We're not. Our spot is just to go in and put somebody else over all the time, and we don't even get to fucking work with the titles that we have and have to carry around. Yeah, I kind of get that. The flip side, though. You sign a fucking deal. You work for that company. 
if I go into work and say, hey, fuck y'all, I don't want to do my job, they're going to be like, cool, man. Good luck. <laughs> and that's how it goes, you know? So I get, I get both sides of it. But there is one catch to that. They're independent contractors. You don't like who you're how they're doing business yeah you pull out end your fucking deal end your contract go work somewhere else go find work somewhere else go do what you want to do find somebody else who will pay you to do what you want to do instead of just showing up to catering dragging around a meaningless belt doing nothing i mean we've we've seen it in the past i i'm just gonna like narrow down and say the past two years where we've seen a lot of fucking independent pro wrestling on the upswing I mean, companies like GCW, hey, finally having women's wrestling in there and and making some meaningful matches, you know, sidebar. But you know, got you got pro wrestling gorilla, PWG having women's matches that are meaningful. You know, you got like you have a lot of opportunity, a lot of places to go, and independent wrestling as a whole is on a huge upswing. So there's work out there. Like, don't get me wrong. The people who say, oh, well, you're leaving WWE. You walked out on WWE. WWE is not the fucking big time like it was 20 years ago. It's not the only game in town. I'm sorry. And I don't even have to look at AEW. Because don't get me started on the AEW women's division right now. Because I'm not in the fucking mood for that. But, like, to be honest with you, there's work. There's opportunity. Go find a home. Go do what you want to fucking do. You are an independent contractor. And this whole WWE monopoly on it, like, no, you're WWE. You work for us. No, no, the fuck they don't. Dude, they don't have health insurance. They don't have fucking, they don't have all the benefits of working for a major corporation. That WWE is a billion dollar company. So don't fucking sit there and tell me that, oh, they're, they work for the WWE. No, the WWE signs independent contractors. That's the way this business fucking works. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. should be free and clear to go work wherever the fuck they want to do. And if they don't like what's happening, they can say, yeah, stuff it up your ass. You take these fucking tag team belts, Johnny, Johnny Laurinaitis. Oh, hey, pal. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Go take your fucking stupid 1987 skateboard, ride down to the ring with those women's tag team belts and shove them up your ass. That's what they should have said. That's what they should have done. All right. So now, there's, an, there's an argument on both sides, to be honest with you, but it is what it is. Good for them for standing up for themselves. But the show goes on. WWE won't give a fuck in a week anyway because, you know, we all know who's at the top there. So rapid fire. Right before we move on from the subject, Dan, I give my opinions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rapid fire. Keep it nice, short, and simple. When did Sasha Banks fall out of the upper echelon with WWE? Uh, Probably... I would say 2017, 2018. Nah. Like, I mean, she had that run as a SmackDown Women's Champion, you know, when she dropped it to Bianca at WrestleMania last year. But, I mean, okay, so maybe I take that back. Maybe she, once she dropped the title to Bianca at WrestleMania last year, that's probably when she dropped out of the upper echelon. She's not, she hasn't fully recovered since. I'll do I'll do you one better. I can't give you the exact time frame, but remember there was a period where she was just injured. She yeah. was just yeah. injured injured a lot. And at that point, they were like, pull the fucking plug. She's super over. She's super talented. 
but this girl can't stay healthy. And at that point it was like, mm, we're fucking done. All she's going to do is build somebody else up that whole title run to get to mania. And yeah, she had a fucking amazing match with Bianca. But the truth is that was a push for Bianca. Everybody knew it. Everybody Ooh. saw it. And ever since she started getting hurt, they WWE just did not give a fuck. All right. Good takes. Good takes, man. I mean, I'm not going to stray too far from what you guys said on the matter. Yes. Um, kudos to them for having the guts to do something that a lot of people wouldn't to say they're unhappy to go up there and argue for their positions as champions. You don't think you would have to do that, but as a tag team women's champion where there's no women's tag team division, it's kind of pointless. Um, any formidable tag team is not on Raw, SmackDown, you know, throw in NXT, maybe they have one or two teams that legitimately could run at the titles, but it, it's kind of a, it, it's a title that's in worse shape than the 24-7 title, because at least the 24-7 titles knows that it's a gimmick. I don't think the And that's held by a woman. Yeah. And I don't think that the women's Irony. tag team titles understand that. So... Yeah, good for them for sticking up for what they believe in. I mean, yes, they do have a job. Yes, they are independent contractors at the end of the day. Uh, they had to fulfill their contract. They have to show up and do, you know, basically what they're told, which not a good person at following rules. But if you have that wiggle room to try to say, hey, I don't like how this is going, voice your opinions, man. Make them heard. Yo, but I got to drop this in there real quick. Um, how do we feel about the on-air comment from Corey Graves? It was a bit of a low blow. It was unnecessary. Mm. But at the same time, I think that's WWE trying to cover their, you know, and I'm by no means am I saying, you know, uh, you know, like kissing WWE's ass here because I don't think any of us will ever be accused of that. But um, I, I, I get why they did it. Maybe it could have been done, you know, a little bit more tastefully. But at the same time, we all know Vince is a uh, is a very petty person, and I'm sure he told Corey to say that. But at the same time, like I was uh, before, I sidetracked myself. I was going to say that this whole this whole comment thing was them. I think just you know explaining to the TV audience who you know because when the show opened up. They advertised the six pack challenge match. So I think this was just WWE's way of because there'd be, you know, someone in, you know, someone that may not hurt seeing the news on, you know, and then they see this promo with Becky Lynch. And next thing you know, it goes from being a six pack to a one on one, you know, not, and they're like, okay, what's going on? You know, did I hear something? And then that's, I think, just WWE's way of like getting, you know, it out there saying, hey, this is why we, you know, aren't able to present this match because, you know, these two ladies, you know, walked out and in an unprofessional manner. So I, that's kind of, I get why, but yeah, maybe it was a little bit too strong or whatever, but you know what though? I mean, sometimes when someone walks out on the job, you know, and if that impacts you or makes you do work, you know, you're going to probably not say some, not so not, you're going to say some not so nice things about the person that walked out. Man, fair points on that, but I'm going to say this. That comment cemented him that he's not one of the boys anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I took it, and that's how I view it. And I'm like, eh, that's a little fucked up. Because, yeah, is he told what to say? Of course, everybody fucking knows that. 
He's got Vince in his ear on the headset saying, say this, say this, say this, whatever. That's Corey shot to be like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking say that. Because at the end of the day, you know, Corey Graves was, is possibly still at some point again, if he's allegedly cleared like everybody says he is, a pro wrestler. And to take a fucking shot at Sasha and Naomi, whether you're told to or not, that's also his prerogative to not say that. And, you know, we blasted, you know, I know I fucking blasted Tony Khan for his comments on Big Swole. And I take it in the same vein a little bit. You know, Tony, Tony's not one of the boys. He's the owner. He's the booker, all that stuff. So, yeah, that that's a huge problem. But I find more in like, yo, you share locker rooms with these people. Like you, you like fucking know what they go through in the ring. A guy like Tony Khan doesn't because I doubt he's ever really taken a bump other than that big fucking plate of Coke that he takes a bump off of before dynamite every week. Um, so I was just like, oh, it's a little cringy. And then to see a lot of other wrestlers still come out and support Sasha and Naomi, like, uh, you know. Mm kind of draws a line in the sand of you know are you a company person or are you like hey one of the boys right to me that Corey, he's he's a company man now that's it yeah i agree with that point through and through uh, so to get off that let's switch gears we've spent more time on that than i anticipated um you know what guys we we kind of touched on TK and how things are done at Dynamite. Joey K is teasing a potential issue with the AEW women's locker room slash way that they've been handled on TV. Let's just jump into it, guys. Tonight's Dynamite. Let, let's go over some highs, some lows, and some Joey Ks. DDJ, what are you going to start us with? <clears throat> um, I'm going to start out with uh, the fact that, you know, overall another great show. Um, I, you know, everything from the, uh, the first match with, uh, Samoa Joe versus the, uh, the men's Joker, which turned out to be Johnny elite instead of, uh, one Johnny Gargano, who was being widely speculated as the, uh, mystery person. And, you know, it was, a, I, I liked the match. Can I, can I cut in right there though? Real quick. Sure. I'll pull a DDJ real quick. Real quick, when the Titan Tron came on and you see Johnny Elite, did you not first have an inkling that it was Johnny Gargano? I saw the Johnny and I'm thinking, and then as soon as I saw the Elite, I'm like, I'm like, that's because you know, if you look back at his history, Johnny Impact, John, Johnny uh, Mundo, Johnny Caballero, I mean, Johnny Superstar, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, anywhere he's gone, he's used the Johnny thing. So, I mean, I kind of saw, but I mean, it was a nice swerve because, you know, you go online and everything and all these dirt sheets and stuff that, you know, they always like to try to be the one that breaks to be the first one that says, yeah, I called that blah, blah, blah. Uh, I didn't see anything out there about uh, Johnny Elite. So anytime you can really swerve someone and, you know, get them and, like genuinely be surprised. It's a good thing. So that was definitely a high. Um, I also, um, it was nice to see uh, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, getting a little bit of shine, you know, making Phoenix tap, you know, they were kind of building towards, you know, possible, 
uh, Adam, you know, undisputed elite, all all undisputed elite final with Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly's got to get through Samoa Joe, you know, next week and in Vegas to make that happen. But, um, yeah. And then, I mean, you had the, uh, women's match with Britain, you know, the, the Joker, Maki Ito, who are a hot resident, hot one here. When we did our little uh, preview of the Owen Hart tournament last week, you know, made the call on the Joker. So great job there. Um, You know, I don't know what's going to be bigger now, his fro or his ego, Joey K. They're both (laughs) equally big, but they pale in comparison to my. Anyway, go ahead, guys. Uh, Whatever. But um, but no, overall, it was a really good show. You know, we got another tease of possibly seeing the Hardys versus the Young Bucks coming soon. So, I mean, overall, I mean, now in terms of stuff to, uh, that was not so good, that uh, promo with uh, Matt Seidel and Dante Martin, not very good. Um, and stuff. So, but uh, also one thing I want to get your guys' take on, what do you think of uh, the, uh, the 10 Lashes Wardlow took that segment? Mid. Is that just going to be your answer, mid? Fucking mid. Fucking mid. Fantastic. You got a Boston mid today. It's fucking mid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It Just just let's get to the fucking match already, man. The, the whole coming out handcuffed with security bullshit is I'm over it. I mean, can we build him anymore like fucking Goldberg? It's like not 1990 fucking eight anymore. Like, let's go. You know, it's 2022. It's, you know, we all know what it's building to. Let's just fucking get there already, man. Yeah, I didn't M- need to MJF see builds, MJF buildups are hit or fucking miss. I mean, am I right? Yeah. Like, the yeah. punk buildup was awesome. I love the buildup between MJF and punk. Mm-hmm. The MJF and... um let me think of one that really was Jericho. Yeah, Jericho. That was a miss. It, that they drove real... that too long. Yeah, yeah that was my only, whole... my only complaint with that. Yeah, the whole dinner debonair. I know that's the not your kind of jam. Of, five delays yeah. of Jericho. Yeah, it was really like that was just that was mid at best. So it's really hit or miss, and I don't know. Like the Wardlow build up, I thought it was really good at the beginning. But then it's got real cheesy. You don't have a contract. You can't have entrance music. We have to handcuff you to bring you to the ring. It got real fucking dumb real fast. And I just, it, I checked out of it completely. Yeah. And I think the lashes thing, you don't need to echo back to the Cody Rhodes lashes for Wardlow. Exactly. It's a completely different feeling when Cody had it. Cause this is a man who's on top of the company. This is a guy who, you know, doesn't need to take these lashes, but he wants to get to you so bad that he's doing it. On the other hand, you have Wardlow, who technically, according to storyline, isn't even signed to the company. So he signed MJF. Yeah. Kayfabe. (laughs) Keeping Kayfabe alive. I I feel like it was not necessary. This whole the Wardlow feud and buildup was good for the first two weeks. Um, unfortunately we have to keep on until double or nothing. So we'll probably get a little bit more shenanigans before then, but yeah, I'm over it already. I just want to see the match. 
we only have, what do we have like one more dynamite or two more dynamites one more because uh, uh double or nothing is a week from sunday Ugh, holy moly God. Let's, so you let's, got basically you got three uh three you got three tv shows left you got four hours of uh four hours jesus of, christ uh, joey TV. do you like any AEW? everything's been ugh. well no no i go. did i do but the I just don't like a lot of like the builds that are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you this, I'm fucking done with the Hangman as champion experiment. That is fucking over. Please, I don't give a fuck if they take the title off of him and give it to fucking Nyla Rose for all I care. Anybody would be a better fucking champ than Hangman Adam Page, and I love Hangman. Nyla Rose is a I said this competitor. You can go back figure out which fucking episode it was. And I'm pretty sure we were talking about it was when Kenny Omega was champ. And I said this, do not fucking put the title on Hangman. He's not ready. It's not his fucking time. They can build him up for another year and get him even more over. And what did they do? They put the fucking title on him. And it's been it's been the shits since I, I don't. I have zero fucking interest in the AEW title picture. It's the matches, the matches with Cole were okay. Um, Danielson matches were awesome. The Danielson matches were awesome, but again, the Omega like, match was great. But you're gonna tell me the problem with the the Brian Danielson matches was Danielson should have fucking won and been the champ. They gave him the fucking heel turn. They did. They built all that up, and yeah, and it was just a big showcase to oh look how look how a hangman can go. That's all fine and great. I have no doubt in that. You could have built this kid up for a lot fucking longer, but we're stuck in fucking AEW title hell. So please let him drop the fucking title to Punk. Let Punk turn heel for all I care, and let's run with that. I, I mean, I just, I think that that fucking ship has sailed, man. The fucking dark water nonsense is done. Get rid of those fucking goofballs. Get rid of all the fucking <laughs> bullshit. And go back to Hangman being the guy who just always this close. That's the guy. That's where he thrives. That's where he's great. Just this fucking close. So you want Tommy Dreamer 2.0? Yeah, I want fucking mid-90s Tommy Dreamer. Okay. Like I, I do. That's 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 Hangman. Hangman never needed the fucking title to be over. Yeah. Go back and watch Hangman from the begin, like before AEW. Like Hangman in Ring of Honor. Hangman in fucking New Japan. Like that guy. That's not who this champ is. He didn't need the title. He didn't need the title, and they fucking. Just threw it on him, and it's just been the shit since. I can't. Yeah. Well, just you to a prediction that was given uh, fairly on. In I this was show. hoping you weren't taking us to Pound Town, dude, because I no. just, I have a headache. We are <laughs> not doing that tonight. I'm going to take you to a prediction you that might was be made doing it later. You never know. Anyways, I'm going to take you back to a prediction that was made on this show not too long ago, man. Actually. I think if we figured it out, it was over four months ago. By the one and only premier, Joey K. I think this is where Punk turns and maybe joins the BCC. 
okay said a long time ago that he feels like Punk is working towards having a pure shooter group. DCC mm-hmm. is that pure shooter group. Punk, you know, finally goes dark side, joins the BCC, and he's the champion. There's a lot of story right there. Fuck but yeah, see, but see, the BCC isn't aren't heels though. Are they? They work like heels, but they're not. Are they? That you're saying they're not because they're so fucking over because everybody loves Danielson, everybody loves Mox. I mean, fucking people are were so behind Wheeler, and yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, hey, props to him for being at best of the Super Juniors. You know, cool. Like I, I'm, I'm all about that. But um, I'd love to see him at Double or Nothing anyway. But still, um, I get why he's not there. Dude, they're just so fucking over, but they're heels. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're fucking heels. They're working as heels. Mm-hmm. That that ring style, that's a heel style. Like oh. you can't you can't tell me otherwise. And I said and my where I was going with that earlier, like months ago, when I said, because it came up, I don't like the way punk's style is in AEW. He looks like he he does he lost a step. I think Javon, you said that he looks like yep. he, he's lost a step, he's not the same old punk. And I said that, no, I think Punk's good. I think he's doing it on purpose. And now with the build with Hangman, the like, you're going to shake my fucking hand? Like, ROH, Code of Honor type shit? Yeah. I think this might be it. Could be, man. I think um, that's where I'm leaning. It's one of our old, old shoots from back in the days, man. Watch the reruns. You can catch it there. But Joey K may have been onto something months in advance. One thing, if we're talking about kind of like, you know, confusion amongst like, you know, and this is maybe a complaint I have with uh, or an issue I have with AEW is, you know, some of these, you know, roles aren't clearly defined. You know, I mean, we're just sitting here debating on whether or not the VCC are heels or faces. You kind of can say the same thing about uh, what the hell's going on with uh, um, Sammy Guevara, Tay Conti, and uh, Scorpio Heels. Sky. That's a whole other fucking. Wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain or what they're trying. Obviously, with the crowd, you know, you know, they don't, they don't like Sammy and Tay together. They were clearly rooting for, you know, Scorpio Sky, and it looked like maybe they were going to do, you know, put they were going to break Scorpio Sky away from Ethan Page, you know, let him go on his own, reunite with Frank Kazarian. But then after the match on Rampage last week, you know, you know, Sky goes to Ethan, like once he realizes Ethan hit him with the belt, and it's like, you know, I wanted to win this on my own. And next thing you know, he cracks uh, Kazarian with the belt. So we're getting, we're not getting that face turn for Scorpio Sky. And it seems to me like even though the crowd, does not like him and they are rejecting this couple. It seems like AEW is still trying to push Sammy and Tay, uh, you know, as baby faces. And that's just stuff like that. That's like one thing I guess I have an issue with. Let me say this real quick before Joey K goes off on a tangent because I feel it building up in the force. I. No, that's just gas. That's not gas. Well, it could be gas. I have to but I do too. We could be, <laughs> we could play battleships after. Anyways, I am a noted Tay Conti fan. Back in the days, I have shot promos at her former husband. I, gentlemen, am taking Sammy Guevara and the former Jorge Conti off of the list. 
Tay Conti has fallen off of the list. What? My, my whole what? interest wow. in Tay Conti has severely dried up due to recent heel turn. I don't know. They don't want to call it a heel turn, but they are so nuclear heat. They have go away heat right now. People are getting tired of seeing them. And when I get tired of seeing them, that's when you know you have nuclear heat. You have go away, stay away. God, somebody hit them with a car heat. Um, Scorpio Sky is the definition of a tweener. Scorpio is only there for Scorpio. He doesn't care. Scorpio can be the guy who you want to take out the heel that you really, really hate. And you could cheer for him because he's fucking amazing. And on the same token, Scorpio's there for Scorpio. He's going to do whatever he needs to take care of himself to keep that title, to keep going. So Scorpio's a tweener, but Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara is the definition of old school heat. I, I do not like it. And let's clarify, mm-hmm. we're not talking about Too Cold Scorpio or Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. We're talking about Scorpio Sky here. Dude, I, I would rather see Too Cold Scorpio sharpening his fucking dinner fork in North Korea <laughs> than watch. No, seriously. Uh, dude, Scorpio's got the fucking same problem that Hangman has. He's that guy. That you can get behind and you want to see him succeed and you want to see him win a title. But fuck, man, when he does, it's like, oh, what, what now? Okay, yeah. cool. Like, it's the same fucking problem that Hangman has. Like, I, I love Squirt. Um, I was at the, the first fucking AEW show in Philly, the third one they ever did, episode of Dynamite. And dude, when he came out, he got one of the fucking biggest pops that night. His fuck threw his shoe out in the fucking crowd that night. It Ooh. was crazy. He was so fucking over. And you for, know what? For old time's sake, gentlemen. Old time's sake. SCU. Fuck SCU. SCU, baby. I fucking miss SCU. But hey, the 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 fucking highlight of that was Ethan Page. Fucking fired up man screaming i did it for you i did it for us for the team like like i was like okay finally i've been waiting for fucking ethan page to have something compelling since he fucking yes. all elite yes and I, that was like the first sign of anything fucking compelling from all ego ethan page and that so that for me was probably the highlight and i did like the turn i liked I like Squirp doing the whole fucking like, why, man? Why? I told you. I told you not to come out. I told you not to get involved. And then he turns on Frankie. Like, that was cool. Um, it pops to Frankie because, like, him, dude, same thing with Christopher Daniels when Daniels had that fucking match with Brian Danielson. Holy shit, dude. Like, I love seeing that Christopher Daniels can still go. I, I want to know. Still I, go. I want to know what. What's in the water with uh, out in SU because Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian do not age, dude. They're fucking, they're fucking just on a whole nother level. But you know, and I feel for, I feel for Scorpio Sky because he is a fucking like he's a real good fucking worker. Like I like watching him go, but God damn it, fucking Sammy Guevara just ruins everything for me. I just, I mean, that's fucking go away heat. That's not, and that's not always a good thing, man. Go away heat is just fucking mm, 
cringe, dude. I don't want to fucking see this. But I mean, that's fucking McMahon Helmsley early 2000s. Just like, oh, here we fucking go again. Go away. Like, it, it was bad, dude. Like, ugh. And then what happens? He comes out to, like, he, he jumps the barricade to make a save for Frankie? Like, what the fuck is that about? Dude, the, the, they're mega fucking heels. And you're making the save for the baby face? Like, mm-hmm. it makes zero sense. I mean, I don't know what kind of batch of coke that Tony Khan's on this fucking month, but that shit is not fucking high grade, not premium. Like, he is, he's just it's zero sugar coke. Dude, uh, it's just, it's fucking, it's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, all right brutal it's brutal it's fucking crazy why are we watching this could all be used to explain the next match that we're going to talk about rick flair coming out of retirement guys this is gonna happen the helicopter is coming out he's cleaning off the blades and he's getting ready to fly again baby what do we think about rick flair doing his one last match you know what? This the obviously the there there's the obvious concerns with his issues with his heart and you know the general health issues he's faced over the last few years, but the fact that it's a six man match and not a one on one match, which a lot of people were jumping the gun, and if it were a one on one match, I would have a, I would be like, no, this isn't a good idea, and to a certain extent, I would say the same. But the fact that it's a six man and I mean, you're looking at it's supposedly going to it's reportedly FTR and Ric Flair against the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Steamboat. So, I mean, Ricky Steamboat has came out and stated he will not wrestle in that. Yeah, he did say that. So, but said, but I might, you know, so we'll see. Maybe it's Steamboat working, you know, everybody, that kind of thing. But the fact that it's a six man match, it it leads me to believe Flair's not going to do much. So, I, I I don't have as much of an issue with it. Obviously, you know, being a Ric Flair fan, he's my all-time fave and everything. You know, I'm concerned because I don't want him to die in the ring. Like, I don't want to see that. And if it were one-on-one match, you know, we very well could see. And I think he's even gone on record to say that he wants to die in the ring. I mean, that's his thing. That's been his life for the past, you know, 50-plus years or whatever. And I mean, I obviously, you know, we all have our takes and everything, but who are we really to say, you know, to, you know, you know, and what he does? I mean, it's his decision. It's his life. You know what? If this is what he wants to do, I'm sure he's going to, you know, he's going to make sure. And I'm sure, you know, guys like FTR who have all the respect in the world for these legends like Flair, like Mick Foley, like Bret Hart, um, like the Rock and Roll Express. And obviously the Rock and Roll Express, Know with their history, you know, no, you know, and obviously us being old school fans, we know the history between Ric Flair and the Rock and Roll Express, um, and that. So I just, I, I, I feel like if he's gonna have one more match, then this is this is the most ideal because he won't have to do as much. Premier, do you want to go last? Yes. Okay. My thoughts are, Ric Flair. Kind of reminds me of Rocky Balboa, a Philly classic for Joey K. 
you've got the movie where Rocky is old. Rocky's telling stories in his dining room hall of his beautiful restaurant, Adrian's. He's telling everybody, hey, yo, I, I, used to, I fought Spider over there. You know, he's telling all the war stories, and he starts to get that. Yeah, that was a horrible Rocky uh, Sylvester Stallone impersonation. You know what? Your face. He, he's getting that itch in the basement and he tells his son he's like I gotta get that monster out of the basement I need to do at least one more fight to get this monster out of the basement and he applies for the license and they're telling him like you know you're too damn old no Rocky we're not gonna let it happen and you get the most epic monologue in a sports movie that you could ever get besides you know pulling yourself back up which was later in that movie but he looks at me and goes, hey, don't I got some rights or something, you know, like that was written in that place down over there with the bell, something about my doing what makes me happy, you know, and that's, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what he was hitting at, man. And that's the same thing with Ric Flair. Ric Flair has that monster in the basement. He still has that little bit of high-flying, wheeling, dealing son of a gun in him. That wants to show everybody he can still go. Um, I remember, dude, with the whole buildup towards you lose your next match and you're retired. Mm -hmm. I watched every Flair match, man, on bated breath, on pins and needles, hoping he didn't lose because I was a Flair fan, man. I was in it. I had never been more invested in somebody's retirement run than I was Ric Flair at that time. And then the I'm sorry... I love you happens. My heart breaks. And you knew it was going to happen when Flair showed up there like a fucking gorgeous peacock with the robe. But, dude, if the greatest of all time, helicopter aside, stewardess aside, space mountain aside, if the greatest of all time, the man, to be the man you had to beat this man, if he says he still has that monster in the basement, I want to see him get it out. One last match. I'm here for it. Woo! <laughs> well, I've said on multiple episodes that probably my all-time favorite performer was Ric Flair. I stand by that statement. Allegations, bullshit, whatever aside, it doesn't matter. Growing up, Ric Flair to me was the ultimate because he was just the ultimate heel. He was the coolest motherfucker in the building. And that's the persona he carried his entire fucking career once he became the nature boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, do I want to see... Something tragic happened to Rick in the ring? No. Do I want to see a 72-year-old man wrestle? No. I'll even throw in, I don't want to fucking see Sting at 64 in an AEW ring. No selling chair shots to his back and that bullshit that I had to watch tonight on AEW. But. I will also say this. If that motherfucker wants to go out on his shield and a pile of gas station dick pills, then you're going to fucking let him. You know why? Because he fucking earned the right to do it. That's where I fucking stand on it. 
You can love him. You can fucking hate him. You can cry about it all you fucking want. If he wants to go out and blow that fucking pacemaker swinging his dick around in front of a high school fucking gymnasium, I don't give a fuck. Let him fucking do it because he's Rick motherfucking Flair, the nature boy, the fucking goat. Dude, there are fucking songs written about him. Yep. Ain't a lot of fucking professional wrestlers that have fucking songs written about him. I'm going to tell you that right now. There ain't a lot of fucking professional wrestlers that have crossed over into mainstream culture than the way that Ric Flair has. He fucking earned every fucking bit of it for yep. his persona, his in-ring. Now, all the other antics aside, and I'm not going to discuss that shit because it's not even fucking worth it. Everybody has an opinion. And, you know, fuck it, whatever. Think whatever you want about it. I don't care. The truth is this. Let him fucking go out on the shield. Let him do what he wants to fucking do. If he dies in the ring, he fucking dies in the ring. And that's just the way the story was written for the fucking nature boy. So you he know, has my 100% fucking support on that. Not to mention, not to fucking mention, it is probably a six-man match with FTR, so we already have the idea that he's going to be protected in a very major fucking way. Mm-hmm. Number two, did anybody fucking mention that the goddamn Rock and Roll Express are almost as old as fucking Flair and they're still doing their fucking shit? Dude, and, and killing it. Dude, day in Ricky and day out. Robert Gibson are still fucking super over, still performing week in, week fucking out. And they're in their fucking 60s. Yep. Ricky's pulling out Canadian destroyers. Yeah, like what the fuck? And we're gonna sit here and cry about fucking oh Ric Flair shouldn't fucking wrestle. Yeah, dude, this is what these old sky old school guys do. We're so fucking in this stupid new generation of fan that are like, oh, we we have professional wrestlers and we have to protect them and stuff. That's not who Ric Flair is. That's not anybody from his fucking generation. And I can give you a list of a fucking hundred names right now of old school wrestlers that would be in their 70s. I'd be like, yeah, I got one more in me. I don't give a fuck. And yeah, half of them are fucking dead already. But you're going to tell me that a guy like, I'll just use, I'll just use a few examples. Some living, some already gone. You're going to tell me a guy like Scott Hall wouldn't be down for like, yeah, I got one more in me. Yeah, he fucking would. I hate to say it, but he would. You tell me a guy like Jake Roberts wouldn't be like, yeah, I got fucking one more in me. Not to mention the sixth man in this whole thing, Ricky fucking Steamboat. He's, we all know about his fucking health issues and problems over the years. He's still got another one in him. Look at what Austin did, just did. We, and and we just got done praising how great fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin was coming out of retirement, taking fucking back bumps on the cement floor in the crowd. Are you out <laughs> of your fucking minds? If you're going to tell me that anybody's going to cry and complain that he shouldn't do it, you weak-willed fucking bullshit <laughs> Fairweather fans can eat my fucking ass with a spoon. You all suck. Let him fucking do it. And if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Yes. I'm going to watch it because he's going to fucking go tits up, fucking helicopter swinging. And when that fucking rotation stops, that's a wrap. And you know what? Fucking count to three, baby. He's going out looking at the lights. The fucking goat, the greatest champ of all time. 
So fuck all you fans that think it's a problem. You, you know, like, while you were talking, um, it kind of made me think of, you guys seen that movie, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke? Yes. Yep. It really kind of made me feel like that this is almost what this whole thing is about. Because yeah. you, you think about it. It, it, Mickey, Mickey, the movie The Wrestler, Mickey Rourke played a wrestler who was huge in the 80s, you know, and basically lived the, you know, partied and did all the stuff, you know, and he's kind of down on his luck. Obviously, Flair's got a little bit more money and stuff, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, it's just, it's in his blood. That's all he wants to do. You know, he has the heart attack, and, you know, the doctor tells him never to wrestle again. So, you know what? He goes, you know, finds another job, just realize he wants to be in that ring. So it ends, you know, with him going in the ring, despite, you know, the pleas of, you know, Marissa Tomei's character. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Fucking mint, by the way. Yes. Yeah. But, Man. you know, by going in the ring, you know, and it's like, and, and she, when she sees, I think she sees why he does it when he comes out and, you know, hears the crowd and stuff. And I think it's like, this is why he does it. You know, that's why Flair does it. He does it for the crowd. And yeah, he may be risking his life, but you know what? It's doing something that he loves because remember how the movie ended? You know, yep. he started acting like he was having a heart attack and he went and jumped off the top rope. And that's Ram Jam. Yeah, they did the Ram Jam. So we don't know if he lived or, you know, not. But I mean, it's just to me, it just kind of makes me think of that movie, you know, with this whole Rick. You, you brought up you brought up a solid point. The scene in that movie is this. When he's working at the fucking deli counter, and he's so sick of fucking working that normal job because that's yep. not who the fuck he is. And he fucking digs and slices his own fucking hand in that meat slicer yep. and rubs the fucking blood on himself. That is the mentality of the guys from that generation of pro yep. wrestling. Yep. Yep. So all these fucking new generation of fans, all these fucking youngsters and kids who are like, I don't want to see it. They shouldn't allow it. Whoever, who's the fucking douchebag writing letters saying the athletic commission shouldn't let him shut the fuck up clown. <laughs> Nobody asked for your fucking opinion. You fucking ham and egger. Like get the fuck out of here, dude. Let the man fucking do what he's going to do. Cause that's what he's going to do. He's yeah. probably been thinking about that since he woke up after dying on the fucking table when they fucking restarted mm -hmm. his heart a few years ago. All right. Let him fucking do it. Let him go out like that. Yeah, it's a fucking proper ending for that generation of fucking talent that was out there. So whatever happens, happens. I'll support it. Like, fuck it. Hey, do your fucking thing, man. Who am I to say like, oh, you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that? Who are I? I ain't, I ain't a fucking horseman. I'm not fucking Ric Flair. So go for it. Fucking go for it. Yeah, man, I think. um and the thing is, is I'm trying to think back, guys, to when we heard that Cactus Jack was making his last match in the WWE. I think the Edge match. Um, I don't remember there being that big of an uproar of, oh, no, Mick shouldn't do it. Mick's too old. And he went on there and put on a freaking classic, bro. Granted. He did a couple matches after that, a few matches after that. But, yeah, that was that, that WrestleMania 22 match. That was a that's probably the best match of that show. Yeah, and that's the thing. I get, I get he wasn't as old, but, dude, Mick Foley's body had been put through so freaking much already at that point yep. that I could understand somebody being like, oh, no, maybe he shouldn't do this, and he still went out there <laughs> he was still himself because he still felt like he needed to get it out. 
if we get glimpses, even a small portion of the Nature Boy being the Nature Boy, I'm here for it. Some of these fucking cocksuckers are out here crying for Taker to have one more fucking match. He got no fucking knees, no hips left, like all surgically repaired and replaced. And we're fucking crying like, we want Taker back. We want Taker back for Mania. Shut the fuck up, dude. Let Ric Flair do his fucking thing. Right. (laughs) Fucking assholes. That's what I love about the wrestling community, man. There's a little bit of something for everybody. Everybody could hate on some stuff. Everybody could love on some stuff. The the criticism both ways of we want Taker, but not Ric Flair. They're both been in the game the same fucking amount of time. They're both equally wasted. If anything, Rick's a bit better because he's been healing a little bit longer than Taker. But you, you gotta love it, man. Everything, everything in pro wrestling, there's a there's something for everybody. But gentlemen, let me point your attention to something that divides a lot of wrestling fans guys watching at home guys listening go back and watch this here on youtube man give the give this good watch For those of you not having the privilege of watching it on the live stream on on YouTube, what we just witnessed was a indie wrestling show where the one and only Darth Vader made his pro wrestling debut. Yep. He force choke slammed his competitor. He then force pushed him out of the ring and what looked like force pushed his ass out of the building. So, comedy wrestling, guys, something that a lot of people don't get a lot of people, you know, feel very strongly about in its place in wrestling. How do we feel about it? And yes, ladies and gentlemen out there in the shooters gallery, if you listen very closely to that clip, you could hear our own DDJ lose his shit at the choke slam. But let's start with him. DDJ, what do you say? Um, so I yeah, like I said, I took that video and that was from a show that I went to this uh past Saturday with a buddy of mine that I've known since uh, high school. Um, and we, we both pop legit popped for this. Like I thought it was great. I, the crowd seemed to enjoy it. The kids loved it. Cause you know, the kids love star Wars still. So, but and when it comes to kind of comedy wrestling and actually my buddy and I on the drive back uh, after we left the show, we were talking about this and it just, when done correctly and, you know, with the right amount, you know, as long as it's not too much or whatever, comedy wrestling definitely has a place in, you know, in, in the world of professional wrestling. I mean, you saw people standing and clapping for what the video we just saw. We we seen the stuff with, um, obviously, I'm just going to throw his name out there. I know he's probably not ever going to, we're never going to see him again, but what the, the stuff with Joey Ryan. Um, 
I mean, we also look at, you know, look at all the stuff that WWE was doing back in the day with guys like Papa Shango and, you know, with the cursing and the hey, vomiting. Hey, 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 Papa Shango was not a comedy character. That motherfucker scared me to my core. Beware of voodoo. Fuck, I was scared of voodoo. I didn't want him to know that shit. I didn't either. But absolutely, I mean, you look at, like, the the WLC match with um, <laughs> Swoggle and El Torito. That was great. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it when done properly. Oh, I'll give you a really good example. Something we just recently saw. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. That was amazing. That For what it was, absolutely. I had so much fun watching that match. And that match was way better than I think it deserved to be. But it wasn't because it wasn't it wasn't because it was Flair versus Steamboat because it was far from it. It was because it, it we got what we got. It was it was a comedy match. And when again, when done correctly and in the right context, absolutely comedy wrestling has a place in this business. Joey Despite K what people like Jim Cornette would say. Joey K, a cult of Cornette follower. What is your feelings on comedy wrestling? Dude, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fine some of the biggest acts in fucking professional wrestling were comedy. Um, do I have to bring up the rock and sock connection? Yeah. What the fuck dude? Like seriously, some of the most over shit that we've ever seen in WWE. Um, and Little yeah, hat not, angle. what's that? Little hat angle. Yeah, dude. Fucking. We had stone cold Steve Austin, the most badass fucking wrestler of his time. Fucking playing a shitty acoustic guitar. <laughs> Week in and week out, you know, it, if it's done right, it's good. There's a home for it. By the way, tell me a fucking AEW mark that's not like fucking stoked about Danhausen and Orange Cassidy signed to the same fucking company. And yeah, and if it weren't for Joey Ryan and his giant blow up Dick Druids, like, would we even have all elite wrestling? Because that shit was a fucking highlight of, of that night. So. It, it's got a home. It's got a space. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's entertaining. The fucking kids love it. Like, whatever, dude. Like, it's there's a home for everything. Even even in the most serious thing. And that's why I bring mm-hmm. up stuff like the Rock and Sock Connection, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They've all done the fucking comedy bits. Is is Everybody is, like, all about fucking Edge and, like, oh, Edge this and that. Dude, anybody remember how much of a fucking comedy act Edge and Christian were? Oh my god, those guys were the best. They're fucking five-second poses and shit. Like, gentlemen, 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 real quick. Ladies and gentlemen of the shooters gallery and all of those with access to flash photography, we will give you a five-second pose. Fantastic. Thank you guys for doing that. That was awesome. Kind of bringing in Joey K's point there. There you go. It's it's true. Like you 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 can have it, and if it's done in the right way in the right spots, it works. Yeah, of course, guys like Cornette are gonna fucking hate it. The old school guys who are, you know, fucking still wanting to see, you know, the return of fucking George Hackenschmidt come back, you know, from the fucking dead from a hundred years ago. Cool, whatever. There's a spot for that too. And guess what? Yeah, there's guys like fucking there there there's guys out there like fucking. Uh, Simon Gotch, who are still wrestling that style. Awesome. Great. Cool. I like that shit, too. Like, I'm for it. So, yeah, there's a home for it, man. I love it. And if you're not hyped about seeing fucking Hookhausen, go fuck yourself, because I am. 
right? <laughs> There's definitely a place for it, man. I know a lot of people don't get it. Um, at start, a lot of people didn't get Orange Cassidy and AEW, and that motherfucker got over. Yeah, um, he got fucking over, over. Danhausen is over, and he hasn't even really wrestled. Um, <laughs> got squashed once. Yeah. I'm not counting the squash because Hookhausen's going to be where it's at. But I mean, comedy acts, man, in in wrestling. Period. I mean, there there have been some great ones. I freaking love our truth. Our truth is so much gold. People don't understand. Should be in. It should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, easily should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and and if anybody doesn't realize this, go back and watch old school fucking Ron Killings. Watch his run in fucking TNA. Yeah. Back in like fucking early 2000s. Yeah, like 2002, 2003, I think. Ron the Truth Killings, first African-American NWA heavyweight champion. He was a bad motherfucker back in that run. He was hot on the mic. He fucking worked his ass off in the ring. And yeah, but now he's remembered as this fucking, you know, everybody still talks about fucking little Jimmy. Like how how fucking funny was <laughs> some of that shit. But then he gets serious. Remember when um the the night him and Miz got fucking arrested for assault? Yep. Dude, that was some hardcore shit. But yep. then he turns around, he's got an imaginary fucking friend. Like he <laughs> it it's it, it has its spots. Let it fucking Dude. know, let it happen. The what my about- favorite one is where he got Brock Lesnar to crack. Yeah, he's over there talking about the the Royal Rumble. I'm gonna throw you over the rope, big guy. Paul Heyman. Speaking of Royal Rumble, didn't he bring a ladder to a Royal Rumble match once? <laughs> yes, it was the last Rumble. He showed up with the ladder and put it in the middle and like climbed the fucking money in the back, and he's looking for the briefcase. <laughs> like, fuck. And, and you, but but see, there's also so many other people out there that that have done. I mean. That done this stuff that really people seem to have forgotten. The, the exhibit A I give you in that is Kenny Omega. Look at what he did in DDT with the blow up doll and the like. Blow the up doll is still, still <laughs> the blow up doll is the second. Is I think the blow up doll was the the blow up doll was the first person to kick out of the one winged angel. You and, and you're gonna tell me that one of the greatest factions of all time didn't start as a fucking comedy act in DX? Yeah. Dude, their fucking shit was hilarious. Now, of yep. course, it wasn't childlike humor, but it was fucking funny. <laughs> it was juvenile, like sophomore, you know, high, it was high school humor. One other yeah. thing I want to bring bring up on this, you, and I think I told you guys about this match, but guys, if you haven't seen this and you want some good comedy wrestlers, something that's just like going to make you smile, make you laugh, go look up Jake Manning versus Tent. I'd like to formally now and state this, that my views do not reflect the views of the genres podcast network, nor the shooting shit show as a whole. My views are mine and mine own. Uh, you could find me at Giovanni Tuhati, uh, excuse me, at DFW chairman at Javon Minacho on Facebook for all your hate mail. When I say this, fuck the man scout, Jake Manning. Go ahead. Wow. What a hot take. <laughs> congrats to uh, hey, congrats to Juice Robinson on becoming the new the IWGP United States. Talk about another fucking comedy act. <laughs> yep, dude, yeah. fucking yo, Juice is hilarious. He was hilarious, and then he turned heel, and now he's a fucking badass in the Bullet Club. 
so yeah. right right there on the heels of that and how how over is he as a fucking heel bullet club he's, u.s champ he's probably more over now than he's ever been in new japan oh yeah final thoughts ladies let's wrap it up nice in a bow ddj what you got man i i just wanted to say it we 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 talk here we spend a lot of time talking about wwe uh aw you know ring of honor impact uh nwa new japan just whenever news breaks and stuff but guys if you if you're if you're ever looking for something to do like on a Friday night or a Saturday night and you see that in your town a local promotions promoting a show go plunk down 5 10 you know 20 dollars whatever to go check these guys out because independent wrestling honestly is so much fun and I think every every wrestling fan out there if you, if that if he or she has never gone to an independent show you need to go because the interaction between the wrestlers and the crowd is second to none. You, you, you find yourself getting to know these people just from going to the shows and talking to them during intermission and stuff. Like I spend some time with a buddy of mine uh, who's uh, becoming one of my favorites on the Chicago independent scene, uh, rock star, Johnny Nye. We talked uh, after, after the show was over with and, you know, he talked about, his participation in the main event that he was in and he talked about why his performance was as short as it was and the way he explained it it made so much sense you know talk to these men and talk to these women you know and really you can see how much they love doing this they do it for the love of the game they're not doing it for the money they're not you know they're doing it because they love this and it's just you can tell and you can feel the passion and you can sometimes by talking to these men and women you can learn something about the business and how it works and stuff. So, just have, my my thing is, if you're if you if you're ever looking for something to do and to, you know, ta- your town or the town next town over, whatever's got a, an indie show with uh, nothing but local talent, go plunk down some money and check them out because you know it, it's it's you're guaranteed to have a good time. You guys could find Dennis Day Jr. outside of the show at Dennis W Day Jr. on Facebook or at Dennis. W Day JR on Twitter. Hit him up. The man loves talking wrestling. He loves talking to the fans. He'll give you a moment of his time if you're bored on those Friday or Saturday nights. Premier, what say uh, you? I'm going to follow up with DDJ on that. Yeah. Support local wrestling, support indie wrestling. Uh, right here where I live, we have a promotion that's been in business celebrating 42 years wow. as a company, the WWWA. Um, small independent promotion. They run local shows at a farmer's market, like about 20 minutes from my fucking house. Uh, a who's who of wrestlers has been through, through there. Um, and it's a fucking fun time. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking $10 ringside ticket. And one of the more fun shows I've ever been to for the interaction. Also, home of the original hat guy from ECW. He's part of their show. So, uh, yeah, shout out. Shout out for indie wrestling. It's a fucking great time. It's a blast. Go. People smell awful. Um, Motherfuckers order pizza there at the show I was at, which was great. They just bring a fucking, like, you know, like pizza delivery guy shows up and like somebody's like oh yeah it's me cool <laughs> like what the fuck dude it's a wild time a great time 
And one thing I can add, and I know you guys will appreciate this, the beer is usually cheaper at the indie shows. Fuck yeah. Dude, I, dude, dollar hey. hot dogs and fucking 50 cent cans of soda at the concession stand. Two dollar like, beers at the show out. I was at on Saturday. Two dollar beers. Fuck yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find the premier Joey K outside of the Shooters Club at Facebook, Joe Coon, or on Twitter at Joe Coon. Hit me up, bitches. Fight me. <laughs> you don't like the way, my you, the way you, and, you and Jovan keep talking to each other when it comes to your uh, Eagles versus Cowboys rivalry. One of you, one of y'all is going to hit the other. It's, up uh, it's hey, look, hey, it's, it's going to happen. It's May right now. We, we uh, got, I will be the special. Ball. I will. I will be the special guest referee whenever that happens. I'm going to call it right down the middle, just like Fonzie. Wow. Appreciate that. That's cool. <sighs> We're going to bring Beulah to beat the fuck out of you then. <laughs> you just say Beulah? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm in Texas. I'll bring, uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to go that dark. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Wow. Bring the Von Eric Claw with me. Um, all right, gentlemen. I am Giovanni Tuhani. We wrapped up this great episode, number 36, just a mod podge of stuff, man. This is a little bit of everything breaking news, latest news, and the wacky world of pro wrestling, the thing that all three of us love that brings us all here together to speak to you guys for an hour every week. Uh, we want to thank the Genres Podcasting Network for letting us continue to do this. We want to thank Half Decent Music for our Half Decent Music. We want to thank the ladies in the accounting. We want to thank the guys out there in catering. We want to thank Sasha Banks and Naomi for sticking out their balls in front of the whole wide world. Final thoughts, and we'll leave you with this. Watch your wrestling and fuck the man scout, Jake Manning. Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.